Welcome to Torah Simecha with the OU Women's Initiative. My name is Rachel Baum, and today we will be learning Parshas Mitzorah. So Parshas Mitzorah picks up where Parshas Tezria left off with the halachos of somebody who gets the nega, the affliction of Tzara'as. And Parshas Mitzorah really discusses the purification process regarding what happens when it's time for a person to rejoin the camp, to rejoin society after having had Tzara'as. So the Parsha starts off with the three main steps of the Mitzorah to become Tahar. First, he is sprinkled, his hair is shaved, he goes to the mikvah, he, he may now go back into the city. And then a week later, all his hair is shaved again, he goes to the mikvah again, he's now Tahar, but he still cannot go into the base on Mikdash. The next day, he brings certain karbanos. The Kohen puts the blood of a carbon on the Mitzorah's right ear, the thumb, the toe. He also puts oil on those places, he pours oil on the Mitzorah's head. And he may now go into the base of Mikdash as well. The parsha also goes through the halachos of certain stone houses in Eretz Yisrael that can get Zerah. If a person sees a very green or a very red spot on the wall, he calls the Kohen. And then the whole process that happens, they empty the house. The Kohen checks if it might be Zerah. He closes the house for seven days. He checks it again. Um, sometimes he takes out the discolored stones and puts in new stones. If the color comes back on the new stones, the house is knocked down. If it does not, they sprinkle the top of the doorposts. And then it goes through different other body-related things that can make people tame and how they can actually become tahar as well. And the parsha ends off with the halacha that a tame person, an, imp- an impure person, may not go into the base hamikdash area. But generally speaking, Parsha's Mitzorah is really about the tahara process, the purification process for someone who has been afflicted with tzara'as. So then we know that Tzara'as was the affliction given to a person for the sin of speaking Lashon Hara, of slander against somebody else. But in fact, the Gemara in Erechen actually tells us that there are seven reasons for which a person can get Tzara'as. Lashon Hara is one of them, slander. Then there's Shvichas Damim, there's murder. There's Shvuah Shav, a false promise, meaning anything related to swearing falsely, promising something that isn't true. Giloy Arayos, adultery. There's gasos haruach, which is feelings of haughtiness, gazel ceilings, and saras ayin, which is stinginess, the narrow the narrowness of one's eye. So for all of these reasons, a person can actually be afflicted with saras. If you look at these seven, the common denominator between all of them is that they tend to drive people away from each other, right? Lashon hara, slander can cause fights and bad feelings and animosity between people. Murder is definitely something that stems from feelings of disconnect and does not bring people close to each other. Um, A false promise is really a form of lying, which tends to sow discord, mistrust, suspicion between people. Adultery definitely harms relationships like we know. Haughtiness does not invite new friendships. It makes people exclusive. It makes people feel hurt or unwanted. As does stealing or stinginess are really not all relationship builders, but rather relationship destroyers. And so all seven of these sins, of these chata'im, of these haviros, are things that really drive a wedge between people. Yet we know that the one that is most synonymous with tzara'as, with this leprosy affliction, is the chet, is the avera of Lashon Hara. Like the Medrash famously tells us, that when our parsha starts off and says, Zos Torah's Torah, this will be the Torah, the law, the teaching of the Mitzorah. The Medrash says, just like it's written in Sefer Tehillim, Miha who is the man who wants life? And the puzzle goes on to say, right? That a person should guard his mouth from speaking bad, from speaking Lashon Hara, that will give him life. 
And that is really what the whole Mitzorah, what the whole Indian of Tzoraz is speaking about, is one who speaks Lashon Hara and then, and then is then afflicted with Tzoraz. So the question becomes, if all of these sins are associated with Tzoraz, why is Lashon Hara, why is slander the most spoken about, the one that is most synonymous? So you can say it's because Lashon Hara is the most prevalent, it's most common, but there must be a deeper understanding as well. So let's discuss what, they, what may that be. The Mishnah in Sefer Hayatzira says as follows, There is no goodness higher than that of pleasure, oneg, and there is no lower badness than that of nega, which means affliction. So the word oneg, pleasure, and nega, affliction, are these two polar opposites, the Mishnah says, yet they contain the same exact letters, of ayin, nun, and gimel, right? That spells oneg, whereas nega, affliction, is, re- is spelled as nun, gimel, ayin. What does this mean, and how does this relate to tzara'as? If you look through the parshios of Tazriya and Metzora, the tzara'as, as discussed in terms of it being a nega, the, an affliction, meaning to say the psukim go through and say how the kohen looks at the affliction, the nega. He determines if the affliction is indeed tameh, then what does the person with the nega actually do? So the tzaras is referred to in the Torah as a nega, as the affliction. On the flip side, one of the ultimate of oneg in the Torah is associated with Shabbos. We know that there is a chiyuv, there is an obligation for one to be misaneg himself on Shabbos, to pleasure himself. The Pasuk in Yeshaya says, ukurasa l'shabbos oneg. We actually refer to Shabbos as pleasurable why is Shabbos associated with the highest form of pleasure? We know that Shabbos is what Chazal called me'in olam haba, right? A taste of the world to come. What does this actually mean? So we know in a quick nutshell that the ultimate purpose of creation is for God to give us good, meaning some sort of pleasure. How does he do this? Through the act of us being masters of our own goodness, meaning making free will choices, we become as godlike as possible, and thus we merit reward in this world and ultimately in the next world as well. One way that we are similar to God is through the mitzvah of Shabbos. How is this the case? Hashem created the world in six days and rested on the seventh, meaning the seventh day was a day on which he did not work. He did not produce. He did not create. Similarly, we do not do the malachos on the seventh day. We do not create. And it's in that way that we are acting like God by not producing thus meriting the ultimate spiritual pleasure, meaning by keeping the laws of Shabbos and by not doing the malachos, by not doing work, by not producing, we are mimicking what Hashem wants us to do by doing like he did when he rested on the seventh day. And by mimicking God himself, we become godlike, which allows us to get the pleasure, to derive the ultimate spiritual pleasure that he is looking to give us. We know Shabbos is a sign that Hashem consecrated us as his people. It's a sign that Hashem is the one who created the world through the six days of creation. And Shabbos really represents the epitome of spiritual pleasure through mimicking Hashem through the act of abstaining from creating, of not doing malacha on Shabbos. However, the last thing that Hashem did create on the sixth day before he rested is man himself. And says the Pasuk in Parshish Barashas that Hashem blew into man a spirit of life. Like the Pasuk says, Vayibach ba'apov nishmas chayim. And he blew into his nose a soul, a spirit of life. Vayihi ha'adzam chaya. 
and the man became a living, a living creation, a living nefesh, a living being with a life force. Explains Unclus the words Nishmas Chaim, what is the soul of life? Says Unclus Ruach Lemalala, which means the ability to speak. Meaning what makes us human, what makes a person different than everything else, is his ability to speak, to communicate, the ability to create realities, to produce actual physical and non-physical effects on the world through the power of speech. What makes us different than all other forms of existence, what it means to have a neshama, to have a soul, to be human, is to produce with the power of speech. We know the Rambam teaches us the different levels of existence. There is the domain, the inanimate object. Then there is the tzomeach, the plant that although is alive and in some capacity does not contain, in some capacity, but it does not contain a nefesh, right? An actual life force of any kind. Then there is the chai, the living animal that has a nefesh. It's mobile. It can act instinctively. can even communicate on some primal level. And then at the top of the hierarchy is the human being, is the person who has a soul, who has a neshama, meaning he has the ability to speak. Speech is what makes us different than all other creations of the world, and speech is what really makes us human. So whereas Shabbos represents what it means to be the Am HaNivchar, the chosen people of God, who can be God-like by not producing, by abstaining from producing, by resting on Shabbos, the power of speech represents what it means to be human by the ability to, yes, produce, to, yes, create realities through our power of speech, through the power of communication. So whereas we derive the ultimate oneg, the ultimate pleasure, by abstaining from producing during the day of Shabbos, the act of speech, if misconstrued, if warped in some way, can actually cause the opposite of oneg, which the Mishnah says is the nega. So let's go back to that statement in Sefer HaYetzirah, that the ultimate good is pleasure and the ultimate bad is affliction. So we can now understand why the most famous affliction, that of Tzara'as, is so closely related to the sin of slander. Yes, all of the sins that cause Tzara'as are sins that drive wedges between people, that divide us. But when one takes what makes him human, what it means to have a soul, meaning to be most like God, in order to receive that ultimate pleasure, that oneg that God can give him, and that is his ability to speak, that is his speech, and he uses it for the wrong reasons, to speak Lashon Hara, to spread slander and gossip about others, that results in the ultimate nega, the ultimate affliction, because he is taking what literally makes him human and flipping it on its head. Like we know the verse in Mishlei says, Maves v'chayim biyad lashon, right? That life and death or death and life are really in the hands of the tongue. That our words can bring the ultimate pleasure to others. They can create that ultimate oneg, just like Shabbos does. The right words can boost someone's confidence. It can inspire someone to act. It can bring, it can bring people closer together. It can heal a wound, right? The right words can literally save a life. And on the flip side, the wrong words can cause such nega, such affliction and pain. It can cause division between people. It can cause someone to lose belief in himself. It can belittle people. It can really ruin relationships. And so it's for this reason that Sarah's, although it can come from many different sins, but this very physical yet spiritual affliction is most closely associated with the sin of Lashon Hara. Thank you for learning with the OU Women's Initiative.